What's up, everybody? Welcome to My Vicious Love. I am your host, Drayden Cruz. This week, a very interesting tale. Uh, my very dear friend, Danny, who I met moving into my new place in Los Angeles, um, one of the kindest, sweetest persons I know, um, has helped me through so much of my own personal journey within kind of my recovery process and kind of my self-realization. Danny has been there to hold my hand, help me wipe my tears and be the most amazing drinking buddy. Her and her puppy, Teddy, who is the cutest fucking dog. He looks like, like a little scrappy, raggedy, brown ball of amazingness. Um, they have been my friends through, you know, here in Los Angeles. So I want to welcome Danny. How are you doing today, my love? How do you move? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm like, my BFF, he's downstairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. She wanted to bring Teddy up. And I was like, Teddy was going to be way too much energy today. <laughs> yes. he he's been crazy. And so how, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm off today, so I'm going to probably clean up, do some stuff around the apartment. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, today, I'm. I, you know, I I want to tell a little bit about our story. Um, you know, Danny. I met Danny when I first moved in here in just back in December, and her and her sister Vicky, who is like I fell in love with. She's a, uh, um, a little bit on the spectrum, and she is just, she's just a great. She's just so full of love and so full of life, and. You know, she is a very special young lady. I'm so glad that she um, came up to me that one day with Teddy because I, I felt like I don't think we would have been probably introduced uh, no. if it wasn't for Vicky. Yeah, she's great. I've always loved how she's so welcoming and so, like, willing to make friends with anybody. But, yeah, I'm happy she met you because now we're friends. Yeah, it's true. Vicky, it's funny because Vicky was smoking her weed vape and yeah, too much weed. And she was just like, like flopping around outside. And I was like, oh, who is this fantastic little creature who is just has this cute puppy? And she just kind of came up to me. It was like I was wearing the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer uh, onesie out the door one day. And she was just like, I really like your outfit. And I was like, who is this? She probably chased you down. She did. She did. She yep, chased yep. me down. She she chased She's like, me. Teddy, come on. Yeah, Teddy, come on. Let's go. Look at this shiny person. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's how our friendship kind of started. But what was so interesting to me is that how open you were with me right off the bat. But then again, I feel like I probably gave you no other choice because I started asking questions right away. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of an open book. I feel like, I don't know, if my trials and tribulations can help, I'm always willing to share. Well, that's crazy because I am actually really surprised and very honored that you want to share your story today with everybody. Danny is going to be sharing her, her vicious love story that is not a pretty one and um i think if we get the listeners a little bit to want to get to know you so if you want to you know kind of give a little background before we get into the to the meat and potatoes of this story yeah um okay well my name is danielle the majority of everybody calls me danny and 
I grew up here in Los Angeles with my grandparents and because they're my grandparents they passed away a few years ago so now it's just me and my sisters and oh and Ted who's like Teddy. I'm sorry but I'm totally obsessed with my dog we're best friends like he's my muse he's my idol like I live for him like yeah I I don't know I know it's silly but my mom when she passed away I was so sad and then Teddy came into my life and it was like I don't know. He brought he brought joy back into into my heart and like I don't know. I know it's silly, but yeah, he's my PFF. Well, that's good though. I mean, after your story, like all the things that have happened to you, I can see how having a dog would 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 help you with that. And I think like let's fucking just get into this. So Danny is paralyzed. Um, from the breast down, correct? So, yeah, scientifically, it's a thoracic T7. So that's, like, right below, like, yeah, like, my breast area, my rib cage, top of it. Very painful, actually. Like, I broke my ribs, and then they punctured my lung. So that part always hurts, like, <laughs> but, yeah, I got into a horrible car accident, and that caused full paralyzation because I broke my spine. That's pretty wild. Um, so let's talk about what happened, like what your journey was up until the car accident. Like what possessed you? Danny, the devil, the devil possessed you. Um, My well, yeah, demons. Your demons. Well, okay, well, we're going to, we're about to talk about those demons, honey. This is the place that we talk about the demons. So yeah. talk about your last relationship and what ended up transpiring into you getting into the car accident um well i had met this guy earlier in my life i was 16 years old and it was summer camp and we fell in love and we were together for a long time it was about six years and towards the end of our relationship i had noticed he was communicating with somebody else and i was still living with him at the time and i was like what is this like hell no like I'm not going to stay in a home with some guy who's thinking about cheating on me. And we were drinking a lot, like binge drinking. And I don't know. I, I didn't want to live that life anymore. So I packed up my things and I moved out. And I was 22. So I was young and had my own apartment. I, was, I felt like I was balling. And yeah, I lived in Old Town, I'm Pasadena. So I was drinking a lot. And... In my heart, I felt like I was just, I just became divorced. Like, I was with this man for six years. And I was hopelessly in love with him. And we reunited, like, a month after I moved out. And I thought we were working on things, but um, we weren't. He was actually dating that girl that I thought he was talking to when we lived together. And thus began this vicious cycle of fucked up shit like I'm gonna say fucked up like he's fucking evil like I don't know how I can do that to somebody like he took my love for absolute granted and like destroyed it like I have I was so sure of myself for him to just yeah like flash forward to a year later of me in this really toxic love triangle I'm drinking 
every day and he's telling me like oh yeah like I want to marry you like let's have a family but on the other side of town he has like a double life and I was just drinking because I didn't want to be alone like my mom was gone my family was gone like it was just me and my dog which ironically was a gift from him but yeah and um yeah one night I was drinking and I was a little bit intoxicated with substance what kind of substance we 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 like we like to we like to it was cocaine it was a lot of cocaine okay so first of all (laughs) first of all okay how much is a lot of cocaine like you were on a coke bender that day you know what i was on the absolute bender because it was memorial day weekend and i had the next three days off and prior to this i used to work a nine to five at a dental office and then my current job at night. So I was working from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And I was fueling this lifestyle with alcohol and cocaine and marijuana. But um, I think the cocaine I thought was going to keep me up. But I'm down. So down. And I was just. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of people when they drink and they go on the coke benders. A lot of people don't know is, you know, when you when you get on, when you do a bunch of blow, because I used to do a lot of cocaine back in my day. Yeah. And and it was good stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. Every, 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 everybody always says their Coke is good. Everybody always like, I got the best Coke. I got the best Coke. I'll never forget one time, you know, we would always get the best Coke. I'm not even joking. It's just straight from the brick. And one time we, we, we did a bunch of blow one night and I just did one key bump. My face just went numb. I had an anxiety attack, and and my uncles looked at me. They're like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." Ali, you fucking assholes. So I mean, I mean, we're not glorifying cocaine, everybody. We're just talking about, yeah, we're talking cocaine is bad, but you know, of course, we're gonna talk about these, about our our our, our stories. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't regret any of my stories. I'm sure. Same. Yeah, you you know, we we don't regret. Fucking life happens. I like who I am now. Yeah, so, fueling that void with cocaine, with, drugs, and being a dumbass. Well, okay, so that night, you were on a coke bender. Yeah. You were on a drinking bender. You had smoked weed. Uh, so like a heartbroken bender. You were a heartbroken. Okay, we've all been on the heartbroken benders. Like, like those destroy are- like my everything, my soul. Oh yeah, I've done that. Yeah. In, in 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 the most recent breakup of mine, I have had those few nights where I just it all away well i was throwing something away let me tell you i was there was some nights where i just wanted to watch the world burn dude no for real and i feel like some of us get lucky and some of us get unlucky in those nights you just so happen to be one of the ones that got unlucky so tell me what exactly went down with the bender and what the fuck made you get in the car like why did you get in the car that night I want to be with my ex. Like, it's fucked up. I knew the cycle I was in, but... I knew the cycle I was in, but I wanted... I don't know, like... We were in, like, this uh, interesting thing where it was, like, he was telling me, like, let's hang out, and I was like, sure, like, let's do it. And, of course, I've been drinking, so it's going to be, like, let's go. And, um... Man, it's messed up. I don't even remember the night. Like, 
I woke up, went to work, had some like beers like after work with my friends, and then I woke up in ICU. And like I really don't remember. Like I remember spinning out. I remember freaking out. I remember trying to turn on my emergency lights and they wouldn't turn on. And um my friend says I texted her at like at some point saying bad news bears which is like something I say when things are really bad. Yeah. So I'm assuming in like some like drunken state of my like car accident and probably, cause they said I got out of the car. They said I was hit by three other cars. Like. So you got, so you got into a, so the things that you do remember is like bits and pieces, like little flashbacks. Yeah. But what they ended up telling you is that after the, the first initial car accident, you got out of the car. Yeah. And you got hit by three other cars? I was hit by one car that I think hit my car. Then that my own car hit me and another car hit me. And then this other car came, hit that car, and that car hit me. Hit that car, which hit me. I was just hit by a lot of cars, man. And all of this, because you were in a in a, in a depressed, drunken, druggy fit of like i'm gonna go see my ex yeah and oh man now the fucked up shit is when he told my family that he wasn't even expecting me but yet this asshole knew i was coming so he went looking for me that night he went looking for me and his family and they were there every day of my hospital stay not my own family but they were, and that was wild. But, like, the nerve of somebody to, like, say that I wasn't on the way to see them when I had just, like, had given up my life. Well, I think I think at the end of the day, you... When someone wants to get out of a, a sticky situation like that, when an ex or a lover or something, when something bad happens, of course they don't want to take the... They don't want to take any fault for it. Be, no. But because realistically if he if he if he did ask you to come of course he was like fuck how am i gonna get out of this yeah but at the end of the day you're the one that got in the car yeah high on drugs and drunk and that's something that i'll always like take responsibility for and always feel grateful that that i destroyed myself and god forbid i didn't kill anybody else and didn't i was the one that got predominantly really hurt and I'll take that any day because my soul would not be able to sleep at night knowing I did anything like that and like yeah ever since then I've been kind of on the straight and narrow but yeah it was my fault like I shouldn't have gone to see somebody that I knew didn't love me as much as I loved them and I was kind of in a, I guess to a degree like forcing myself forcing the situation forcing my hand because I wanted him, I wanted our relationship back so bad. So I was going to do anything. And honestly, the- you were, you were, you were blind and raged with love. No, for real. And it's, 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 let me tell you something. A lot of us can't see past that. So many of us make stupid, stupid mistakes because we are blind and raged with love. Trust me, this is something I know very well. We would have killed each other. Like, 
that was a horrible cycle. If it wasn't for my car accident, I'm pretty sure something else bad would have happened. Like, I don't know what, but... You, you know, it was always pretty bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, the one thing that I can tell you whenever you talk about the accident story is that you don't victimize yourself. You will talk shit about your ex because I feel naturally we're always going to do that. You know, we're always I, I feel like that's a that's a natural instinct when, when we talk about our past. But you always you don't blame your ex. You blame yourself. You take responsibility for that. And I've always admired that about you is that you will give yourself a little bit of a pity party because I feel like all of us give us give ourselves pity parties in these type of situations. But I see that when you do, you immediately snap out of it and you're like, okay, this happened to me. This is what went down for me. This is what's made me this person now. So in, so after the accident and after everything that happened, what was the recovery like? Like when you woke up from that incident when did you when did it settle for it to be like oh my god I, I I'm I, my legs don't work oh my god I'm never gonna be able to walk again oh my god what the fuck and then when did the fucking rage when you were like you son of a bitch when like full ass anger came into the situation like yeah. how was that like um Honestly speaking, now that I've been injured four years, probably recently, me coming to the realization that, like, this is what things are going to be like. But in the first month or so, I was alone. Like, my sister didn't visit me. My other sisters were too young, so they couldn't physically come. But, like, it was my ex's family there every day. And like, God bless their souls, but it was like, I loved that man too much to separate him from his family. And I didn't have a family. So it was just, that shit emotionally was really weird on me because it was like, I need someone and this is what I have. So that's what you have to do. Sorry. I'm gonna sleaze. Bless you. Bless you. It's okay. It's okay. It happens. It happens. But, um... Yeah, no, like, where it got hard was at night when he said he'd call and he wouldn't call because I knew he was with the other girl. And that's when it really hit me when I realized I broke everything in my body for a man that could care less. And now I've lost everything. And it doesn't even phase to me that I'm never going to walk again. All I'm worried about is this dumb fuck and that's when I realized this is bad. When I realized I loved him more than the ability to walk again. Like, how was it possible to love somebody more than I loved myself? And then I realized right then and there, like, no, I have to get back to myself because I've lost it. I've lost it completely. No, it's, it's crazy because sometimes we're so blind with love that... I've seen people kill themselves, drive themselves to heart attacks to please people. Like, don't even get me started on 
Um, recently, I had a, we'll call him a frenemy now. I think that I'm okay with talking about this. My frenemy passed away. And he would spend thousands of thousands of thousands of dollars on somebody who never loved him, who cared about him, but never truly loved him. This person tried everything to win this person's love. He thought that he could buy their love. Yeah. And you can't buy anyone's love. You can't sit there and make anyone love you. But we get into these cycles where we put it in our head that, oh, no, I'm going to make this person love me. I'm going to make this person stay. I tripped out because at the end of my last relationship, even though my ex was already speaking to somebody else, was already having an emotional affair with somebody else, was already tapped out of our relationship. I mean, he kept this a secret for months for me, like was planning the exit out of our relationship. And I had no idea. The only reason I found out that this was going on was his best friend that was living with us was literally telling me play by play, Drayden, this is what's going down. This is what's going on. You need to be prepared to deal with what's about to come your way because this is this person's plan. Oh my God. I, I'm trying not to say, I feel like sometimes I might name drop or not so we can't name drop, but like this is this person's plan. You need to be prepared for this. And I was like, wow, maybe I can get them to stay. Maybe like even in all the toxicity, the beatings, the verbal abuse, the, 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 the emotional distress, all of the things, even all the horrible things that I was going through, I still was in this. I, I, I keep on telling everybody it's this toxic love that we have for people. This, this, this crazy blind set of fucking horrible binoculars that we have on to that. We forgive people's horrible shit at the cost of everything i lost almost everything because this person was telling me that they didn't have money and i was paying all the bills and this person was saying that you know see that that's why i think is evil like that is like absolutely so mean to like take advantage of somebody's love and heart and soul like that because you have a vendetta or you have ulterior motives like I don't understand how somebody's heart could be so dishonest. There's a word for it now, actually. <laughs> Besides psychopaths or sociopaths, there's a word for it. I've learned this. It's we fall in love with narcissist people, where we narcissistic people wouldn't classified case by case narcissists. And we're going to be talking a lot about this over the course of, you know, my vicious love is we're going to talk about narcissism a lot. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, it, it, people like your ex, people like my ex, the worst can happen to us and they don't care. It wasn't their fault. It's our fault. Realistically, it is our fault. 100% it's our fault because we allowed it to happen. Exactly. We, this shit hurts too. After. Yeah, we allowed it to happen. And so in, 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 for you kind of coming out of recovery... How has that been? Because I know if I was in, like, if I was in your shoes, I would have murdered somebody. Yeah. I guess maybe in some weird, I guess, 
puzzling way, I murdered my old self. And now I'm a new human that, like, I don't know, I could find the love within myself too, which is what I feel like I was missing previously, which is what got me into this horrible mess. I don't know. Kind of beautiful. Well, well, I mean, you've always been into the church. Yeah. You've always... Kind of no. No? Or did it, did it come afterwards? Did you find your faith after the accident? Well, I've kind of almost died a few times. Like, Oh, Lord. Let's talk about this. I mean, I've been there, too. Yeah. Do you uh, do you remember the shooting in, Texas, in um, Vegas? Yeah. I was there, front row. Really? Thank the Lord I could still walk at that time because I ran away. Thank oh, you've never told me this. Yeah, I was that. At the at the Mandalay Bay yeah. country concert. And I and like we couldn't even go back to our hotel room because they said there was a bomb. It's fucking crazy, honestly. Like so like that was the year before my accident or two years before my accident. And I kind of felt like a, a sitting duck after that. Like and then after my car accident it was really like, Okay, I'm here for a reason. Like You escaped death? Yeah. Like, you know, again. So I'm just like, geez, like I really have to figure out what I'm doing here. And I mean, I don't know. Like with faith, it was interesting because it was just like, there must be something higher than who I am because I'm still here. Like something has kept me alive. And then I guess in uh, rehab, they had a a guy that would come and like a priest and he would talk about like, like, I don't know, like the stories in the Bible. And I was really like, okay, like, Ironically, before all of this, I wanted to start going to church, but I was too busy doing bad things. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I always tell everybody, because a lot of my friends will be like, Drayden, why don't you come out with us? Why don't you do drugs anymore? Why don't you party? I'm like, because I should be fucking dead. I should be. I've overdosed three times yeah. off crystal meth. I used to do meth back in, back in when I was younger and my heart would go 180, 200, resting, 150. I'll never for I, I, sh, uh, I, still to this day, remember being on the hospital beds, just looking at the heart monitor, waiting for the heart monitor to stop. I was like, I am gonna fucking die. Like this is this is it. Not once, not twice, but three fucking times. And I always tell my mom. Mom, I'm so lucky to be alive. All the dumbass shit that I did. All the horrible, dumb fucking mistakes. Yeah. You live to tell the tale now. But we are the type of people that live to, to tell the tale. Some people don't get that luxury. Yeah. You know, I, I had a girlfriend a couple years years ago. She bought shitty um, Xanax and overdosed off fentanyl. And her they ended up finding her like a day later... It, it, it was just bad. She was 34 years old, went to bed, never woke up. And it's so scary. It's 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 such a scary time right now to, to party. My friends will go out and they'll just fuck every drug and they'll keep going. They'll keep going. I'll look at them and I'm like, I'm good, man. Yeah, you gotta be careful. I'm in a class right now for alcohol education. And somebody had mentioned that their friend passed away from weed. Like, Weed. marijuana. They can lace the marijuana with fentanyl. Like, what? They're lacing marijuana with fentanyl right now? Yeah. Oh, that is a whole new type of fucking 
horrible. You gotta be careful. They're being wild. They're crazy. Yeah, no, it's 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 really that's really shit. Now, and 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 our recovery journey and what starting over looks like. Yeah. How has what is what does starting over like? What is starting over in life looking like now? You know, you you've done good for yourself. You know, you've you've saved a lot of money, and you know you you're able to have a cool job and pretty much live life without care at the moment. How has it been starting over again? A blessing, I would say, like a blessing because before I found this place to live, I was in a hotel because I couldn't. I needed a place that was accessible. And Los Angeles is not accessible. And the only re like the only time it's accessible is when you're finding a new building because they have to fit those ADA rules. And it's kind of messed up if you ask me. Like, and now you're right. I am comfortable, and I'm so I'm so happy because I prayed for where I am today to have friends, to have my dog, and a beautiful home that I could come home to, and make dinner or arts and crafts and I don't know I think now that I've settled down it's time to start doing stuff like maybe finding a way to help out my community more or maybe help with like the fact that there is nothing accessible sometimes like oh my god there's a lot and by accessible she means handicap accessible oh yeah like even wheelchair accessible yeah we we are wheelchair and handicap accessible um but have you thought about possibly starting to date again? Um, yeah. I feel like I'm okay now. I feel like I have something to offer. <laughs> what does that look like? Like, explain to me what something to offer looks like. Um, well, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm definitely not out partying anymore. I'm pretty responsible. I take care of my dog. I cook and clean. Um, She's a good housewife. I, I guess so, yeah. You're a good housewife. And I don't know. I feel like I have so much love in my heart that it might be nice to like share it with somebody. Like I've been alone for a few years now, I think maybe four. And maybe like I think it'd be really nice to fall in love with somebody where it's authentic and real and that's the end. Like, I don't want to keep dating, like, everybody. I just want to find one person, that's it. And we spend our lives together, and, like, you know, that's the end of my book. That's your end of your book, but realistically speaking... No, not in LA. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest with you, dating is so funny. And I could, I could only imagine what the extra, you know, what the extra load is for you because you you know, are disabled and because, you know, you've gone through all this stuff, but I think you have a good, you have a good heart and you don't regret anything because it's made you a better person. Yeah. And, and that's really important that when you, when you meet somebody new, you're not going to dump on them and woe is me them and, oh, this happened to me and, oh my, you're like, no, 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 no. You're like, this happened to me and this is what's going on with me now. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to be a part of my life, you can. But if you don't, then that's totally fine. 
Yeah, we, we just we spoke about this um, last week when I had a little bit to drink and I finally was like, okay, Danny, I have something I have to ask you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I was like, and she's like, what? What? And I was so nervous to ask this question, but we're friends and I never get nervous to ask this question. And I finally was like, okay, look, you don't have to answer this question if you don't need to, if you don't want to, you can tell me to go suck a dick which i'll suck five of them but please she's like just ask me i'm like okay i was like, does everything work down there like do you feel any type of pleasure do you you know have you lost your ability to feel anything sexual uh yeah i i kind of have like i have like no sensation anymore and yeah sometimes i feel like a is it a seahorse? A like, seahorse. They're just asexual. Like they don't need sex. They just have babies. They just have. They just. They just have babies. Yeah. See, for me, I think that would have been the worst thing of. The, I. I probably would have murdered you know, somebody. But I. But I feel like I got out of my system like before, so I feel very grateful in that manner because I, I'm being shallow right now, guys. I'm sorry. I'm being so shallow with like. If I were to lost my sex drive, no. If, like this, I remember the nurse, I asked like, oh my God, like I can't have sex anymore. And then she was like, oh, you shouldn't think about things like that, right? And I <laughs> that would have been the first thing. I'm like, I can't fuck anymore. It wasn't my feelings so. Like it wasn't even coming from like a dirty place. It was coming from like a, oh shit, like a, a realization place. Like I'm human and we have human feelings and human emotions and human needs and physical needs and like well now i don't need them anymore because i feel like yeah but <laughs> the, no no i mean i could listen i completely understand it's just been i wouldn't even know what to what to do or think in in your in your if i was in your shoes yeah. and but like i said i think the fact that you're just so confident and you just, you go about, like, it's just, like, this is who I am. This is what happened to me. And I appreciate that about you. Do you see yourself, wh where do you see yourself in five years? Um, I really, really want, like, I want to have, like, a business that I could live in. Like, a live home workspace where, like, the front side is my store and the back side, like, I live in. And, like, I would love to have a gift shop. And it would be all Teddy, like, my Teddy business. And I'd have T-shirts and trail mix and stickers. And everybody thinks I'm joking, but, no, I'm being 100% serious. Like, Teddy's going to be everywhere. Like, I'm probably going to buy him a billboard. <laughs> You're going to see him off the 110. Like, it's going to say, like, I don't know. I, I keep telling you that you and Teddy need social media presence. If you If you guys were to see her and the dog... It is the cutest damn thing. Like Teddy gets so excited and he like runs and he's tied to her wheelchair and he'll tug her along. And she's like, Teddy, please stop. And like, no, he pulls me in a wall sometimes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but see, like, it's just so you're, and I'm going to be quite honest. You're my first disabled friend. You're my first friend that's ever been in this situation. And, I think it was crazy because I couldn't relate to her on so many levels, but I would just shut the fuck up and listen to her talk. And 
and and and want to want to know her feelings. I would constantly ask her so many questions because I'm always like, "Fuck! If this would have happened to me, if I would have got into that car wreck, if I would have lost my ability to walk, if I would have I lost my ability to do anything, you know, what then? I felt like the world would have would have completely come crashing onto me, which you which has happened to you." But you're past all that and you're like, no, I want to live my life. I want to to fucking thrive. Yeah. In which any which capacity, you know, any way capacity that you can, which, like I said, I admire very much of you. Thank you. Do you well, on a closing note, because we're 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 running out of time, what advice would you give people out there that feel that the world is crumbling beneath them if they're in a toxic relationship or they're just in a dark place you coming out of one of the worst places that humans can kind of go in and coming out of that what would be your advice to somebody um well when i was in my rehab from my car accident one of the therapists asked me are you going to get busy dying or are you going to get busy living and I really looked at him and I was like, well, you know, kind of already died. Like my body's dead. It's broken. So I was like, I guess it's time to start living. And it's like, I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting older. And it's just like, you know, you just got to go through life and just tough it out because it's not always going to be easy. Like 100% of the time, like it's not. So it's either you figure it out and keep going or you sit in your own pain you sit in your own shit and wallow yep and that's just something that's not for me absolutely baby no 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 listen i praise you i admire you i love you so much i know this was i knew you were kind of having a little bit of ifs and doubts to even come in here and want to talk about this but thank you so much for being authentic and being your true self and and, and telling your truth um yeah this is you know i, I always t- I, I tell your story a lot and uh, yeah, you, you you are definitely a big inspiration to me because I coming out of the situation that I was in and not being hopeful, you know, and seeing you and you're fucking pushing yourself on your on in your, you know, your wheelchair with the dog and you guys are so happy and, you know, and then you've had a little bit of your moments. But I'm like, dude, she's fucking happy and she has no goddamn legs. She went through the she's, working legs. Yeah, working legs. Yeah, working legs. But. You know what I mean? Like I have no, yeah. com- I have no reason to bitch. Yeah. Because if you're fucking grateful for life, I should be grateful for life. Yeah. I think that yeah, that's definitely one way to look at it. Yeah. No. Most definitely. So, <laughs> thank you so much, my love. Um, do you want to plug your Instagram or your place of business or whatever you want, where the listeners get to find you? Yeah. Cool. Um, if you guys want to follow me on Instagram, it's Adventures with Teddy. And it's three D's. (laughs) Adventures with Teddy, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.